Campfire, a podcast, three dudes kicking it around the fire discussing the day's hot topics, their opinions, and all kinds of banter. Sit back, relax, tune in, and feel the warmth as the red light is about to turn on. So, welcome to episode four of season two. All right. Season two. Two whole fucking seasons. Bigger and better than the best ever. It's been a crazy week for everybody, because my week's been shit. Yeah, my week was a little off. Keith, you've been rocking and rolling. Hell yeah, man. Your shit. Trying to get there, you know. What's up on this uh, uh, Jocko plan? You were talking about that a little bit ago. Yeah. That's coming along nicely. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Had a little bit of a slowdown, but then like, um, what I mean by slowdown is like actually feeling like fatigued, kind of tired and stuff towards the end of last week. Um, But this week... It's like finally like ramped back up. I think my body, because I am going a lower carb diet, um, has switched off from utilizing just all the extra sugar and all that other shit that I've been killing myself with and uh, kicking over and actually being like definitely not foggy. Like this week, I've hardly had coffee and that wasn't by like Whoa. choice. It was just didn't need it like my cue with coffee a lot of times was based around the whole idea of i need to get up i need energy xyz kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i don't need it as much but i did make it a couple times but i made like fucking with the air press and shit like you know a cup or two and like throughout the week and like did it up put a little milk in it you know or I, I did some butter in my coffee. I like that. Ooh, nice. And, dude, it's delicious. And being able butter to... Butter in your coffee. Dude, if you haven't tried it, so it makes sense. I never thought of it until I was, like, older. I was probably, like, late 20s, early 30s when I heard about it the first time. But it made sense because, like, in my family, heavily traditionally, we... uh come we had bakers in our family so like one of the things that they used to do is make french bread and we would slice it toast it and then we'd put some butter on it and then dip that into our coffee and would eat it like that and coffee is so like black especially if you like black coffee having it like that dude it's a world changer and definitely a black coffee drinker yeah like this, usually, you know, it's giving that fat. And then you're also, I like to use the salted butter. But again, I'm only using like a teaspoon or a little okay. less than that. I'm not using like something yeah, <laughs> like gargantuan. Sure. And so, but that salt 
in your coffee. If you just put salt in your coffee, it makes the yeah. coffee richer. But you don't have to do a yeah. lot. That's an old timer thing right there. That's that's what our grandpas used to do. A little salt in the beer, a little salt in the coffee, take the bitter to edge off of it. Yeah. Dude, yeah. and it's so it's so good. And I've I've switched to light roasted coffee instead of um, my medium or dark, depending, and that's been a good flavor change and everything else. Okay. And so, what are your results looking like? You were you were talking about seeing results already oh, yeah. two weeks yeah. into the year, yeah. and you're getting so, results. So, I weighed myself today. So, I was three oh five. I started weighing myself on December thirtieth, right before the thirty first, and I weighed three twenty. So, I am down fifteen pounds. Damn. Uh, Damn. Feeling good. And like I can feel like way less bloated because I'm not filling up with all that shit. And yeah. yeah. It's good. It's fucking amazing. um, You know, my first week of the year, I admitted last week I didn't do do shit. I mean, I didn't really hit an extra lick all week. Just put my time in at work and done but this uh this past week was a lot better uh whether by necessity or by choice i definitely put in a lot more hours was a lot more productive but uh nonetheless it was a long week with my truck being broke down and usually i can figure it out pretty quick get it back on the road it doesn't take much but this time it 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 was mind-boggling drove me nuts well let's let's expound upon what it really was because this even pisses me off um and maybe some of our listeners have dealt with this before i had a crank position sensor sensor go out and um, it did take me a little while to figure that out i had to get the proper diagnostic tools a scanner and run through the whole procedure so I went ahead and replaced it and replaced it with a cheaper part, you know, trying to save money. And I believe that is where all my problems really started. I was okay up until then. But uh, anyways, the symptoms I had when, when the sensor originally went out were still there. Uh, and as a matter of fact, they got worse. My truck was running. I was able to drive it but it would die and I'd have to restart it. It then went to wouldn't start and move at all. Would not start, would not start. So um, again, I went back to square one on my troubleshooting procedures and went through everything. I mean, fuel pressure, injector pulse. Uh, uh, I checked my grounds. You guys, you name it, I did it. I talked to very experienced mechanics, uh, more experienced than myself. They gave me some ideas of things to trust. I tore the entire wiring harness apart and chased the wire looking for a bad spot in the wire. And that's Uh, dangerous, by the way. That's ballsy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. When you deal with corrosion and things on older vehicles, you can damage stuff just trying to You can damage it just by fucking looking at it. That's a fact. All you have to do is think about it, and that's a bad way. 
like my a quantum mechanic shit. <laughs> my next job is to replace all my wire loom because, yeah, it just shattered and broke apart and I yanked it all off. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, you uh, definitely got to do that. Long story short, um, after moving the truck a couple times. Um, towing the truck? Towing it with a chain behind an older, shittier truck. That's the way to move your trucks, folks. You get an older, shittier truck to move your yours, okay? Anyway, I digress. Uh, earlier today, um, I just kind of tried to forget about everything that I was doing and the paths that I was trying to troubleshoot on. And uh, I found a fuse that was burnt. It's a 25 amp fuse, which is a pretty big fuse. Yeah. And it was for the sunroof, which is funny because um, I don't have a sunroof in my truck. <laughs> well, I thought, what the hell? I'll replace it. It's burnt, right? I'll replace it. Truck fires right up. I fought it. For a week. Now, there's still an issue there, I will say. Yeah, why'd that fuse burn? I don't know why the fuse burned. I don't know what circuit it is. It says it's for a sunroof. And uh, I st still don't have a sunroof. <laughs> uh, so, we were discussing before we turned the red light on what this could be. Keith had an idea of uh, essentially... A big motor in some models. Uh, yeah, so you know, what I was it, saying is... It, it draws a lot of current. Yeah. It blew a 25-amp fuse, so... That is, that's a is, big fuse for, for a vehicle. Yes, yes. Um, of course, there. that's not to say that circuit is necessarily running through something big, like a big motor. It could just have a lot of different systems tied into it. Exactly. Yeah, what I was trying to say is that, you know, in a lot of these, the base models that they usually sell to people, unless ordered with, like, nothing, um, they usually come with that sunroof, and those sunroofs have really strong motor with it. So what they did is instead of separating it out, like you <laughs> think it would be, is that they put it still in the main branch of getting power. And then so I think something else trip that you know what i'm saying because it's still in line and they just left it because it's cheaper to keep all the fuses being put in and all the wires still there. you, you know I'm following you. but really i mean chevy their truck line is different than the other stuff like the envoys and, and that now suburbans are i believe they're built on the same line but I don't think Envoys are, and I know their cars aren't. No, Envoys, Unibody, I'm pretty sure Suburbans and shit like that, those are those are on an actual truck frame. They're on the same frame. A Suburban and an Envoy? Yes. Mm -hmm. An Envoy you know, is... Because they have the Denali ones. No, they have uh, the same. They just extend the, the back. The, the no, I don't unibody. think so. No Envoys, frame. Unibody, but Envoy and Suburban are... Envoy is... Uh, is different. A Suburban it, has a frame. It, Suburban's on a truck frame, on a half-ton truck frame. 
I believe. I think it's heavier than that. There's a lot of weight to a Suburban. Yeah. Wait, I was well, anyways, thinking of a Trailblazer. Sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait, no, no, no. Here's here's what you're thinking. The connection you're trying to make is Trailblazers and Envoys. That's what I just was saying, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Trailblazers and Envoys are on the same frame. They're almost identical. They have the same engines, same trannies. Yeah, and I'm thinking yeah. Yukons and yeah. the Suburbans. Yep. Yep, the yep, yep. Yeah, Yukons yeah. are a switch. truck. Yeah. It's just a short, shortened Suburban. But yep. the Envoys, those are a smaller SUV type thing. They're unibody. Mm -hmm. Like the Trailblazer. They're not well built. I would never recommend anybody to get an Envoy. Keith, tell us about one. <laughs> You've had some Honestly, trouble with yours, haven't you? Dude, I like it when it's working. But when it's working, it costs money. And money sucks to spend on this thing. Right. So. I had one myself. I loved it until it broke down. And then it was like, nope. I'm not pouring all this money into this motherfucker. Yeah. So. So here, here's here's what I was thinking about your truck, Nick. And that fuse box. When you look at it, it says, you know, you, for those of you that don't know, a lot of times when you pull up the lid of your fuse box under the hood, if you look underneath the lid, it'll tell you what each fuse is. Right. You know, headlights, windshield wipers. It mislabeled that fuse in there. Fuel pump relay, whatever. Well, I work in the automotive industry, and... Uh, I've been exposed to the assembly, and I know that um, for each Chevy Silverado or GMC Envoy, there are probably 10 or 15 <coughs> different models. Yeah. Or uh, uh, what do you call them? They're, they're, they're variations. Option package. Options. You know, some of them have sunroofs. Some of them have uh, heated seats. Some of them have windshield wipers on the fucking side mirrors. It, it, so, when these uh, vehicles are being manufactured, wherever they're being made, there's an assembly line. And at any given time, that assembly line is working on building one specific variation. And they'll build, I don't know, let's say, a hundred Chevy Silverados of this Variation A with the sunroof. Okay, we filled that order. We filled that shipment. They're rolling off the line. Now it's time to change our line over. Time to change the assembly line over. We're going to uh, make Chevy Silverado Variation B with no sunroof. Which means all the workers around that assembly line, including the logistics personnel, the assemblers themselves, uh, even the computer systems, they all get changed over. They, they pull yeah. all the parts away. They pull those fuse boxes that have the sunroof marking on them. They pull those out, and they pull in the fuse boxes that, that don't have that. It's a different configuration. But sometimes... Sometimes. These manufacturers, some there's a man. Sometimes there's a man. Sometimes. 
Oh, I forgot where I was going with all this. But sometimes they don't do the changeover correctly. And sometimes vehicles will leave that plant that have a fuse box that says sunroof. But that truck doesn't have a fucking sunroof. When they should have sent that truck off the line with the fuse box that said, I don't know, uh, crank sensor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Could fucking be. The for the average consumer and user of the vehicle, that fuse box will navigate you well enough. Yeah, okay. and that's the that's the, the purpose issue of that, that I fuse got box. into. The issue that I got into was pretty advanced troubleshooting here. Okay, even if I had taken it to a mechanic, they would have had hours in trying to track this down. I did everything. Yeah. I uh, guarantee you, hundred dollar an hour that- mechanic would have done. Exactly. If you'd have taken it to that $100 an hour mechanic, he'd have looked at it for a day and maybe finally found the problem and be like, dude, I don't know what the fuck, but it was the sun refuse. This is fucking crazy. I don't know what the hell this is about. Bro, I don't have a sunroof in there. What do you mean the sunroof refuse? And he just said, I know, man. Isn't that crazy? That'll be $100, please. (laughs) Oh, it'd probably be more like $500 at least. <laughs> Dude, my thing is though is if you crack open a Haynes book, so a freaking oh, mechanics, you know, fucking book. Yeah, you know, them many times. Yes, sir. There's not going to be that many variations. There's only going to be one or two. Somewhere right. in because the book they're not wanting to spend on all these different computers and all these different well, wires and all these different. Th- right. They change. You know, Chad on the assembly line to put in every fucking wire, they just terminate it, hopefully, yep. Yep. with a nut or something, or actually just keep the wire continuous, but still put it where yeah. it needs to go. And I I, I don't know. I, th- well, I think it's crazy as fuck the way that they're producing. Shit. And they it's should. Mass production of vehicles right. and multiple models on. The same assembly line or in the same assembly building. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. You know, I'm not going to say things like this don't happen on other stuff. I mean, you start look, working on enough John Deere equipment and you realize it's the same part on different models. They engineer it to use the same part against diff, across different models. Yes. And um, I can bear witness to. And I, I can, but won't bear witness to many instances of companies building a part or a, a module to put on a vehicle. This company builds this part, sends it to the main manufacturer, the customer, and they go to put it on that vehicle and it doesn't fit or it's got the wrong parts on it. And then the person, and then all of a sudden, the supplier that built that part has to pay a lot of money because they sent the, the customer the wrong part. Uh, so I'm not saying that the customer always catches it, but they catch it a lot of the times. I can tell you that for sure. I mean, wrong call part frequently happens 
I ordered a crank position sensor from Napa the other day, who are the utmost professionals in the parts world. I will say that, at least for my local Napa store, they're wonderful. They really are. Um, I ordered a crank position sensor. They delivered me a throttle position sensor. I can understand oh. the screw up. I handed it right back to the delivery driver and I said, I'm sorry, that's not it. I'm going to call them real quick. I'll see you tomorrow. And by God, 24 hours later, same old fellow come walking in with the right part. But wrong parts happen. Eh, yeah. Wrong parts it's okay. Happen. I can forgive it once. I can forgive it twice. But I can tell you this. If I was working every single day, making my living fixing cars, and I had a parts supplier routinely getting me the wrong part, we would have big problems because no customer in the world wants to hear, I'm sorry, I don't have your car done today. I'm waiting on parts. It's going to be another day, another two days. Nope, that ain't the name of the game in that business. You got to crank those cars out as fast as you can, get them back to the customer. And that parts guy is part of the entire process. Yep, it is. And Nick, you can speak to this. Uh, if you don't crank those cars out fast enough, then you have to start turning down customers. Well, yeah, but that worked out for my benefit, I believe. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it did. It did. It, it that was a fortuitous stroke of luck because you were ready to take it over there and i called the dude up and he's like look man i'm sorry I, I i'm just so far behind i can't keep get caught up i was sick there for a little while and i was behind before that there's no way i can get your buddy his truck back in a decent amount of time that's the last so, thing a businessman wants to tell a potential customer uh can't right. can't I can't take your business. This makes me think of uh, the other side of this because, you know, I've, I've been on the mechanic side of this basically my whole life. Even though I'm not really an automotive mechanic, I'm more on semi-trucks and farm equipment these days because it pays more and it's a lot calmer and I don't have people bitching because they don't have their cars back. And truck drivers pay their bills much better than the average automotive driver. Anyways, this week's been rough on me. It's been just rough not having a vehicle, stressing me out. I've had to work more trying to work on my truck, putting hours in doing that. It's added stress to my whole life. And, um, you know, you can understand why these mechanics get bitched at when their cars take forever to get repaired. But I guess I'm just asking, what do you guys do to get by when your cars are down? I have to work on it. Same I have right. another option. The only time that I've had my shit is like when it's going above and beyond what I can do in my yard. Yep. Me too. So usually that's inside the engine, like inside around the engine like heavy besides like what i can easily access okay um and that's just because half of the time now all of our cars have that solid box frame you know you can't fully take the front apart like you used to be able to and get down yeah. in there and do stuff that's why you take it apart from the bottom and lift it up 
Yeah, no thanks. So much yeah. of this new stuff, you take it out the bottom of the car. So even again, these new trucks, you what jack can up we do? Cab. What can we do in our garage or driveway? Because I don't have a fucking lift. Oh, I don't have easy. a hoist. What you do is you just go out to the store and you build you a nice hoist in your garage where you yeah, can put exactly. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. On my two by four, like that's what, let's, let's be realistic, Nick. <laughs> Well, no, I am being realistic. Me and Dad did that in his barn. He wanted to be able to lift up the lawnmower. And he's got a big lawnmower. It's heavy. But we put him in a fixed point there so that he can lift up that lawnmower safely. Cool. Yeah, I'm not building I'm not building a, a lift at my house. I would love to have a property have. that I could have like a big pole barn that I put in with no shit. At least two lifts. Have two lifts in there. And I was actually I thinking about I had it. Room in my barn for a lift. After seeing a couple farmers on TikTok of all places, seeing um, a whole crane assembly that they've created out in their barn, so that they mm-hmm. can literally just hoist whatever the hell that they want—tractor, engine, whatever, you know, piece—and just be like, click, click, click. that's all good and fine but typically what i do when my one of my vehicles goes down i work on it myself and i'm not a mechanic like nick if i don't already know know how to fix it now granted i am blessed that i know how to troubleshoot because i work in manufacturing and i'm kind of a maintenance guy slash engineer i know how to troubleshoot which helps but that only gets me so far because I'm not an auto mechanic. So thank God for Haynes manuals and YouTube. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, even I use the YouTube videos. but And I've worked on vehicles for years. But it's handy just to give you a road map to follow. It is handy. There's isn't, that a what the, isn't that what the key? Isn't that what the key on the inside of the <coughs> lid of your fuse boxes that's a road map <laughs> and if it says sunroof right you don't have a sunroof what the fuck my biggest issue with this entire process was not having the proper tools to diagnose the truck um and those tools are thousands of dollars yeah, and i cannot expensive. justify that expense when I'm not working on automotive every single day. So that's what put me in such a tight position because I needed advanced diagnostic tools. Now I'm in a point I have to pay somebody to do it, have to take it to a, you know, a a mechanic, a real shop that's doing it every day just so that they can use their tools. Now, I have done that once. The, the guy I was referring you to, Nick, I took uh, the wife's car up to him about a year ago because I was getting a weird code and all the YouTube videos and research that I, I went through told me it was a uh, throttle position sensor. So I replaced the whole throttle body. Yeah, but that gets readings from several different sensors. You got to understand... 
for that whole system, there's several different sensors that are working and it's all feeding data back into the ACM. And then the ECM's making decisions based on everything else. But if yes, that sensor gets, if that sensor, let's say your throttle position sensor is getting a bad reading from a mass airflow or from a crank sensor, then it doesn't know what it's doing. You might be getting a code for one sensor and it is something else. Could be. Uh, but in this case, in this case, I did exactly what you just said, which is I've, I've done all the troubleshooting I can. I'm not going to sit here and throw parts at this motherfucker. Right. I'm taking it to my guy. I called my guy up and I said, hey, can you look at this thing? Hook this up to your scope. See what that sensor looks like. Tell me what's going on. I, I can't figure it out. So I literally paid this guy to just look at it. He told me what was wrong with it. I went and picked it up and I fixed it myself. He's like, dude, it it's the intake gasket. It's got a leak. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yeah, it's a $4 part. Come get this thing. That'll be $25. I'm like, Here's thirty-five. Dude, Thank you. You only charge twenty-five bucks for diagnostics. That's I'm awesome. You. I'm telling you, that's Dude's awesome. Good. Most places have like a fifty-dollar minimum for the mechanic, for the technician, to start looking at it, and then you're going to get billed hourly after that. Well, this dude. I mean, don't Stop get me wrong. Late. He's professional, but he's the only one. It's just his business, and it's a cash-only business. He's got the lift. He's got all the equipment. He's got all the diagnostic he's equipment. Good. He's got a great reputation. Around he him. does. I will never say an unkind word about that man. You, but whoever told you that he was kind of an asshole is right, because he is. But I appreciate that in a man sometimes. He's the type of guy that oh, if he doesn't recognize your phone number and you call him and he misses the call, he'll call you back and say, who's this? Yep. He's like, yeah. oh. Uh, it's it's Joe. You have my oh. car. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's ready. Joe, you know uh, the person who said that. Yeah. Uh, they probably have known each other their whole lives. Probably since they were kids. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say that he's not an asshole either, because he is. And that's, well, they that's both are. All that is. And that's why we hold them so near and dear to our hearts. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There are a lot of a lot of things that people dislike and uh and someone's characteristics that I actually enjoy. But then uh there are a lot of things and modern characteristics that I really just fucking loathe. Like all this stupid shit going on here. I mean, like, but can we can we just pick something from our list? Because there's a bunch of shit well, on this list know, that I just we fucking were speaking hate. about assholes. Yeah, dude. And I see a lot of things about assholes here. We've got we've got something about Prince Harry here, and that's a oh, big asshole. God, and he's we've such got an asshole. Some, we've got some shit about bureaucratic gaslighting, and that's all the bullshit that spews out of an asshole. Then we got some shit about a volcano, and that's a big asshole spewing shit. And we also have about the ATF. That's another asshole. Oh, oh that's yeah. a whole 
gang of fucking assholes, a mob. Talk about your domestic terrorists. So let's just kick it down this order, man. Start with Harry. What do you guys think? Oh, uh, let me, can I take this one? Because Prince Harry. Wait a minute. First of all, wait a minute. Let me let me get my little, and then I will shut up completely. All right. I don't give a fuck because I'm an American and we kicked the British ass a long time. Exactly. I don't have a prince. I don't have a king, and I don't give a fuck about this guy. I, I don't give a fuck about this guy either, and I, I'll agree with you. I'll third that. <laughs> we 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 shouldn't fucking care. The main reason I care is number one because this is a kind of a social trend where people are just enamored by shit like this. And and when I say shit like this, I mean literal hedonism and and narcissism, and people worship this these ideologies. So so Prince Harry came out with a new book. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. But I heard an excerpt from his book the other day, from his audio book. And I, I don't know if he was the one actually narrating or not. Uh, the guy had a British accent. I don't, it sounded like a, a weak-wristed vagina narrating this audio book. So I'm going to assume it was Prince Harry. But there's a passage in his book where he's talking about um, erectile dysfunction, essentially. And I, I don't know the the context of it, so whatever. But I, I'll give you enough context, context to shock you. Um, this dude must have, like, a fucking Oedipus complex or something. This, is, this would make Sigmund Freud blush. So I'm going to read an excerpt. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to read an excerpt from his book where he's talking about how he decided to take a swing at treating his erectile dysfunction. So, and I quote, my penis was oscillating between extremely sensitive and borderline traumatized. The last place I wanted to be was Frostnipistan. I'd been trying some home remedies, including one recommended by a friend. She'd urged me to apply Elizabeth Arden cream. My mom used to use that on her lips. You want me to put that on my todger? It works, Harry. Trust me. So I found a tube, and the minute I opened it, the smell transported me through time. I felt as if my mother was right there in the room. Unquote. That are you, hard. Are you, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like what the hell? What what the fuck? This dude has some serious problems. Well, that, that that whole excerpt where as soon as he opens the cream and puts it on his dick, he's thinking about his mom. What the listen, fuck is wrong with you, man? No, wait, I mean, number one, you got to take this all with a grain of salt because he is from the royal family. And, and they're all inbred anyway. fucking normal there, dude. I know. It's just normal. At least they have pretty teeth, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, 
what can you say about that? How, how, what are the social implications of people wanting to read this sort of shit well, and trying to relate to it and, I, um, and thinking um, this is okay? I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that people in Alabama went, well, God damn, the news is getting good, ain't it, darling? <sighs> to their sister. I just think it's fucking gross and shocking. I I really don't even know what to say about it. I thought I had some good commentary planned out, but I still find myself in the same state that I was in when I first heard this. I don't um, even know what the fuck to say except Ooh, dude. What? This is this falls under the category of TMI. This is way too much information. This sounds like that weird guy at a party who gets drunk and starts telling you about uh, I I don't know what how how it's not gay if it's your dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Exactly. But yeah, it's that's like what this whoa, is. whoa, dude. Nobody you asked stop. to hear Nobody this. Nobody wants to hear this. You know? I mean, if if I were to if I were to have purchased this book with the the purpose of trying to just get to know Prince Harry and see what all the hubbub's about, Listen. and he's I had to bitch. read this shit, he is a bitch. He's a bitch. No, and I was going to say, it, he's a rich guy and he can afford all of the therapy that he obviously needs. Well, I mean, this is this guy doesn't I mean, know what the fuck he wants and needs. This boy. is the guy, I mean, he literally goes on national television, does all these podcasts and radio shows and tweets and all this stuff and says, look, I just want some privacy. I just want to be left alone. Just, you know, I just want to work on me. And then he goes on another worldwide tv show like you don't want privacy you don't know what the fuck you want you don't he, know which, what's good for you to me he's like the epic will smith right now okay there's that <laughs> yeah there's something I have about being a cuck way here. i have but, way more respect for will smith the cuck that he is than i do for prince harry at the end of the day they're both cucks yeah well uh i don't think will smith is uh as bad known, I, for, I known, known for stolen valor because um, i i think i think an, another part of harry's book is a little bit not believable i think he claimed to have killed i don't know why this it's either 25 or 48 sorry for everybody listening that's how my brain works just a couple random numbers that I think might be right. He he, as a fighter pilot in the Royal Air Force in Afghanistan and all and all those surrounding conflicts, claimed to have killed twenty-five ISIS fighters. Well, uh, uh, I I don't know about that because. And that can be easily disproven because people serve with other people. There's somebody else who was there and we know. Yeah. You can't tell me that the men that served alongside him aren't going, oh my God. They have to be pissed. I want to back up here a second. You were saying that this guy was rubbing cream on his penis and thinking about his mother, right? Yeah. 
His mother was Princess Diana. I mean, I've rubbed cream I mean, on my penis and thought about Princess thought about Diana it. myself. Right. I mean, we can't hold that against this guy. <laughs> but Dude, when you talk about mom. the issues... It's still his mom. <laughs> when you talk about the issues that this kid had, his mother was murdered by his own family. Oh. He he's he definitely has some issues, and, and, and it, it's more than just that. He he was easily uh, infiltrated by a, a bikini model holding up a prize on the show Deal or No Deal. Like you, you're from the most elite family in the world, and and this chick infiltrates your whole life and gets you to turn your back on the royal family. Come on, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're you're weak, you're nothing. But I, again, I think it speaks a lot to our society how he's able to capitalize off of all of this fucking debauchery and dark, disgusting, Freudian shit. His uncle's a pedophile, a known one. I think he's actually been arrested now. Prince Andrew's been arrested, right? I have no clue. The the most notorious visitor to Epstein's Island? Yeah, Prince Andrew, I believe, has been placed in custody finally. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't follow him that much. He was one of the top ones. On, do you remember the list that came out and had a bunch of names on it? People who were clientelists. Bill Clinton was on there. I knew that there was some kind of list, but I didn't know that it was actually published besides suspicions of a couple people. There were a were bunch like, of people I, on there. Oh, I'm sure. There it's a, a list. People. But, I mean, who's really surprised that the royal family was involved in covering shit up? Not at all. It's what they do. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Speaking of gaslighting, well, you know, what's up with that? Have you heard about that bullcrap that they're trying to do? I mean, they've been gaslighting America through the media for years. That's that's a real thing that's been going on. I've noticed that. Um, I'm talking. I'm always called crazy for it, but talking gaslighting over gas stoves. Okay. I did hear about this issue this week. Uh, I saw it pop up. I was like, this is ridiculous. I did a quick search on Google and I found out that the, uh, the, the administrator of the National Safety Council made a brief comment in an interview about wanting to ban gas stoves because they waste gas. Um, that's just like your opinion, man. That's all that is. Somehow, this comment spread like a wildfire across social media. People turned it into the White House saying they're going to ban gas stoves. And that never actually happened. But I really feel like the right-wing media ignited a fire under this and somehow tried to hang it on Biden and make him answer for it. I think... 
um, the White House press secretary even had to answer questions about that this week, which is kind of ridiculous to me because it didn't truly come from the White House. I, uh, this one's bizarre to me. Nobody's banning gas stoves. Jesus, that would put the restaurant industry out of business, I think. But um, more than anything, yeah, this is right-wing propaganda at its finest, something blown way out of proportion. But it's fun to make fun of. There are some great memes that have come out of it. Uh, I especially enjoy the... Uh, the... Well, and it's really... It, I mean, it's going into um, ideas and stuff of the fear that has actually happened even a couple of years ago, even during the SOPID pandemic. We had, you know, to like New York City and a couple other places trying to push in a bill that was to ban the operation of having an oven or stove or a furnace in yeah. New York City. Um, they don't want them to have them after 2027. You know, like that will be when the ban fully goes into place and everything has to be up to date or run off a boiler or something to that extent. Um, you know, and I think that that's where, you know, all these liberals of what we've seen, and I hate to use it like that kind of term, but like there's those politicians that are in those major cities that have more, you know, population and everything are saying that it's causing a public health scare and it's, oh. you know, um, not even a health scare, but it's, it's against public health. You know what I'm saying? So they're saying that this is causing more asthmatic kids and people causing people to be labeled with COPD because it's leaking and it's causing them to have these issues. So they're even getting the EPA partly on board and trying to make this shit into a bill. And I think that that's what people are freaking out about. But I do definitely, um, I've heard several times that they were saying that the White House is doing it. I didn't see it either. It's an appointee from the White House. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see a White House appointee, so I guess it could come from the cabinet, but it was not from the White House. It wasn't like, from Joe yeah. Biden. It wasn't a de up. declaration kind of thing, you know. But to what you were saying, I, I do have a, a, a quick little retort here because I'm right, reminded of a quote. And uh, those who would give up freedom for security deserve neither. Amen. Thank you, Ben Franklin. And when we start talking about all of these um, federal regulations that we have, we know some of them are good. Uh, I do believe some federal regulations are good. The Food and Drug Administration does a lot of good regulation. They do some bad regulation also. And a corrupt and power-hungry government will use those uh, facets of government to oppress their citizenry. They will scare you into giving up 
even the slightest freedoms. And whether it's EPA, uh, the FDA, unelected, Unelected. they will tell you that the waters are polluted and the air is dirty. They will tell you that, uh, you know, there's all kinds of horrible shit in our food and they have to regulate it further. And it is government overreach. And it is so easy for them to do. Because we will give them that power to keep us safe. Yeah, fuck that. And so often when I see a lot of these new laws coming along, it's it's just government overreach. It's nanny state bullshit. Well, yeah, that's what you'll have at the federal federal level. The federal government should not be making laws at the rate they are. I say this every fucking episode we have. Every law that the federal government makes tramples on someone's rights. Stop making laws. Laws for the individual. Stop making laws to govern the individual. You are there to govern the mass. What? uh, Somebody. What is that? What's the job of government? It's to uh, ensure domestic tranquility. Provide for the uh, provide for the common defense and shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's it all you do yeah well i mean they don't understand that they're and and they they get reelected on these ideas that we're gonna make your life better when we get elected yeah they've been selling the us federal the same office. line of bullshit since before any of us were born our parents told us what kind of bullshit politicians are in this country mm-hmm. my grandfather told me every fucking day about these slimy sons of bitches in Washington and he was right and it's gotten worse social media has made it exponentially worse it's a constant constant propaganda game 24 hours a day 7 days a week and they have our attention and it's it's multifaceted it's not just from the congressmen and the politicians and these Republican analysts that we see every day on CNN and Fox News. And yeah, fuck these dumb Republicans. News. It's it's coming from our entertainment sources now. Our sports athletes are giving us political opinions. The movies that we watch are designed to help shape our opinions. It is sickening. It is sickening. This is the fucking shit that Herman Goring was doing back in World War II. He was a propaganda minister. I think it was Goering. I might be wrong on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's fine. There were a lot of those Nazi bastards that were doing shit. But they actually had a high-ranking member that was in charge of propaganda. And they were able to sway an entire nation into a way of thinking. To the point where they convinced them that a group of people were so evil and so bad that we have to round them up and and put them in a special place to control them. And buddy, we are getting there. There are people in this country, and this is on both sides. I'm going to say it. 
there's people right wing and there's people left wing that absolutely want to silence and lock up the other far right wing or the other far wing. Well, and they're trying to do that with all kinds of things. Like I know the ATF is making a new rule and about to make millions of people felons within about 120 days or 125, whatever it's going to be. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about this new, new the, rule. Yeah, so the ATF is making a pistol brace um, that they said originally, uh, I think it was two years ago, maybe even just a full year ago, um, that they were going to be, uh, you know, they're legal, they're fine, and usually what a pistol brace is supposed to be is a little piece that comes off of a pistol that allows it to hold against the top of your forearm. And that's for people that have really bad dexterity and stuff like that. So it's able to help yes. them. And also people, when they're first learning how to shoot and to hold their wrist correctly and everything else, it could be a trainer as well. Um, people are also using that so that they can better, you know, shoot for competitions and whatnot else. Um, so anyways, they are now changing what they said originally and saying that it was fine. Now they're changing it, saying that it's not. So what this will do is take a, a pistol with a brace on it and make it into a short-barreled rifle. If you don't know, to have a short-barreled rifle, any rifle that has a barrel that's under 16 inches, technically you have to have that as registered and you pay a fee of $200. And that's the way it's been for, uh, I think it was like almost a hundred years now because it was like in the uh, mid to uh, early to mid twenties. Um, and actually technically all you need to have a short barrel rifle is a hacksaw. Yeah. All you need is a hacksaw. A little bit but of filing that, work. That's Can what I... I'm saying. If you don't have it registered and pay that fee to register it, then you are committing a felony. How can I ask a question? So I'm I'm looking at the link and this is a, a tweet. Uh, but so this this rule is coming from the ATF. Is that correct? Yeah the the rule is coming from the ATF. Which okay. Is a what am I missing? Thing. What am I missing? Because I'm under the impression that the ATF doesn't pass laws. Congress does, and then the executive signs that bill into law. So how can the ATF just say, oh, you know what? Uh, pistol braces are illegal now, unless you have, uh, you know, a, a, a license for it. Or, no, that's not the way this works. Right. How, how is this a thing? But, you can't tell me this isn't going to the Supreme Court. Well, and just like any court, it's going to take a long time, and you're still going to have a lot of people prosecuted against it until it goes through and it processes. And you're not going to have to where you're going to be able to get our what is that uh, reciprocity against it, you know, to where you get all your time and money back, you know, dealing with court issues and everything else. Uh, I don't, felony I don't know about that, Keith. I mean, sometimes the judicial system, especially when it comes to the Supreme court, sometimes it works really fucking fast. Uh, we'll let's, see. let's, let's go back to the, uh, the vaccine mandate that Biden tried to have OSHA put into effect. 
Yeah, when was even, this? Uh, even though the a little over a year ago. Even though uh, that when... didn't go in, though, you know, you had it yeah. to where companies were still firing people, and then they were putting them into court before they got heard with that. Hell, even the you know. But it was air... pretty quick. I mean, it was the ma- It was it was a matter of a month or so uh... before before that was getting overturned and you know struck down in the Supreme Court. Yeah, when it first entered in, but I'm saying like you still had companies laying off nurses. You still had companies or even our military kicking people out because they weren't getting the jab. And that took a long time. And they just now update that to where they're no, they're no longer mandated. It didn't. Well, I think we're talking about two different things, Keith. I'm talking about people being forced to either lose their job or take a vaccine that's what i just said under no let me finish either forced to take a vaccine or lose their job under the osha rule oh yeah well i think i think what you're talking about is more more of people who were uh being affected by a, a policy that their company instituted free of the vaccine mandate so uh let's say i own a company and you work for me as a as an engine as a uh, systems analyst and i say you got to get the vaccine or i'm firing you fire me you're going to take me to court right and i did that on my own accord because I think vaccines are the end all be all and COVID will go away forever and we'll all be fine and we won't kill grandma and grandpa. So you're going to take the vaccine if you're going to work for me. And then a month down the road, OSHA says, oh, by the way, everybody's got to do this. Well, me and you are already in court. Yeah. we're, We're splitting hairs here, I think. But my main main concern is, again, this government overreach which we just talked about. And again, uh, what, what what was that? The Compute Consumer Protection Board or something like that with the gas stoves? It's government overreach. Um, and then in the OSHA case, it was OSHA overreaching. They didn't have the constitutional authority to do that. And in this case, with the, the pistol brace rule, ATF doesn't have the authority to do that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they fucking don't. The ATF does not pass laws. They don't make policy. Our laws make policy. They enforce these laws. The ATF follows under falls under the DOJ, do they not? I don't think they do. ATF. ATF they're not legislator, the and they're they're not the legislature. They're not, and they're not. Uh, under the the courts. So, oh, are you wondering what branch they, of government they would fall under? Yes, executive, executive, executive. And the DOJ, uh, you know, follows the ex- executive branch. I'm pretty sure ATF's un- under the DOJ. It is. They they enforce the the, the executive branch enforces the laws, as they does the execute ATF. Execute the law exactly. They don't make the laws; they just enforce them. So this is bullshit. This 
this aggression will not stand, man. This aggression will not stand. It'll only and, take one person to challenge this in an appeals court. If it makes it to the Supreme Court, it will be struck down. Yeah, this will uh, this will start in a federal circuit a, court. Yeah, this is a slam dunk unconstitutional. Uh, in my right. opinion, but yeah. I'm not a constitutional rights lawyer. I just follow one on Facebook, but he's damn good. He is damn good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm going to give him a plug to anybody listening. I got to uh, uh, look him up here. You know, there there can be some good stuff out there. While you're doing on, that on the book of faces, I would have to call out Coleon Noir about this whole issue right now. Oh um, yeah, three hours. Colin Noir is shit. Before we uh, even got on here talked exactly about the ATF and no matter what we want to say that they can't make these laws they are because we're allowing it to happen and we need to call our congressmen all of our representatives period Mm -hmm. to make sure that Mm -hmm. they're aware not to infringe on their second amendment period so absolutely and who was you talking about sorry I said that right as you take a drink that's okay uh, John H. Bryan, attorney at law. That's B R Y A N, Bryan. John H. Bryan, attorney at law. He does a lot of videos on various cases that he's handling or that he knows about. He does a very good job explaining the case law and the state statutes regarding the, the details of the case. And, uh, um, He's really out there trying to educate the public on their civil rights and what they can do, uh, especially if you have, uh, how do I want to say, an altercation with officers of the law. You need to know your rights, especially if you are carrying a firearm. That's very important, and you need to know that uh, a lot of these laws are localized. You know, there's state laws that you need to follow. Um, but there's also local ordinances and you could be in violation of certain local ordinances. So always, always educate yourself on the laws, local and uh, federal. And if you plan on traveling abroad, educate yourself on the laws of that country. Um, But yeah, uh, if you can take a look at John H. Bryant, attorney at law, you'll learn a little bit. Uh, he's very pro Second Amendment. Um, like I said, he's he is a constitutional rights attorney. That's what he does. So. Yeah, I, I'm interested in that sort of stuff. I almost wish that I had been able to go to law school because this this shit is just so interesting to me. It it is. It is. I have been spending my lunch hour watching a lot of these uh, civil rights and constitutional rights videos, different constitutional rights audits, First Amendment audits in government buildings, uh, different videos from uh, interactions with police officers. And it's fascinating how often uh, these people are overstepping their boundaries violating the law and violating constitutional rights. And you you may not even realize that your rights are being 
you know, trampled on at the time, you know, cops are good at uh, bullying you, kind of blustering you, getting you shook up a bit, and you just want to go on about your way. So uh, when they word things a certain way, you try to comply with the officer. There's certain times where your rights benefit you not complying with the officer. Yep, you have the right to shut the fuck up. You really do. And a right to attorney. Yep. From you don't the have to say a goddamn word. And that's tough. I mean, let's be let's be honest. You you get pulled over, and even if you aren't or haven't been doing anything wrong, sometimes you can be nervous, and you just want to do what the officer says. You want to give them the information they're asking for. And, you know, you feel like if you push back a little bit, that's just going to make them push onto you even harder. And it, it can backfire, but shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain point you do need to shut the fuck just up with a cop. Shut the fuck up. You don't have to be argumentative and say, I know my rights and all this. You know, just shut the fuck up hand them your license and registration and insurance you know and whatever the fourth thing is going to be that the government mandates you have to drive a vehicle in fifth and sixth before you know it and you know because that's what our government does but anyways uh you know just do that shit answer the bare minimum of questions or none at all Uh, and uh, i've I've seen videos of guys I've seen videos of folks getting pulled over by the police, recording everything, and they roll their window down like two inches and say, officer, you're being recorded, and here's my they, – they slide their license and registration through the small gap right. in their window, the and they're just being daughter. fucking cunts about it. They're being uh, yeah, fucking dicks about it. Don't, don't do be that. A dick I, I, Most cops are going to be friendly. They're going to let you go about your way, you know, but on the chance that you get a – dick cop who's on a power trip then it's time to be a dick back and i've done that nick you've seen me do it we talked about this the other night i had that cop so fucking mad but it was it was one of those extreme circumstances where i had to be a dick i i had to you know you push me too hard dude i wasn't doing anything wrong i'm of age sitting in my garage drinking beer with my of age friends we're not making noise. You need to leave. He stepped right into the garage when the garage door was part way down. Yeah. Oh, well, damn. three quarters of the way down. He had to, like, get down on his knees to come in. When did that shit happen? Oh, this oh, was this years was ago. Back in the day, mm-hmm. bro. We were probably 21, 22 years old. Gotcha. And he was probably there because he saw my truck there. For some reason, he... Uh, he just had it out for me, man. Did. I wasn't ever really did. doing anything wrong. Might have had a little dope on me, but we all did when we were kids, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, anyways. Yeah, just know, know when to, when to push and when to not, but most of all, shut the fuck up. Shut that's the fuck up. a big lesson. Don't go off spouting your rights because, 
I mean, he is That'll a cop. He does off. know the laws. Or at least he should. So, I mean, yeah, just shut the fuck up. Well, considering this whole episode has been about assholes, are there any other assholes we want to talk about? Oh, I don't know, but there is a great... Did We we might have talked about this last podcast. Did you guys see... Yeah, we did talk about this. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch that bad rip, bad lip reading of of the House of Representatives with Matt Gates and and uh, uh, and Kevin McCarthy and they just keep pumping them out though. There are, there are more since that one, and they are fucking comedy gold. <laughs> These guys are amazing at what they do. I've not seen this. Oh, you haven't seen that? I'll I'll find it and send it to you because it's You'll have to show me. I'll try to put it in the notes. What else do we have here on our topics? I had a good one there I was gonna talk about, and that was uh this massive and I mean massive volcano eruption. Yeah, I don't even see that on here. Where? Um the what article I have here. It's from Saturday, January 14th, which was yesterday. I believe this happened Friday. Oh, there it the is. The volcano erupted. This was on the island of Tonga, which I believe is Southern Pacific area. Um, Tonga. Yeah. It's down there somewhere. Maybe Joe could find that. Um, the Tonga eruption was so intense, it caused the atmosphere to ring like a bell. Um, according to NASA's chief scientist at the Goddard Space Flight Center, the blast was uh, around 10 megatons of TNT equivalent, about 500 times as powerful as the bomb dropped on Hiroshima during World War II. So, this volcano erupted with a massive blast. Massive. So the pulse registered its perturbations in the atmospheric pressure lasting several minutes as it moved over North America, India, Europe, and other, many other places around the globe. Um, there were people online that were tracking this, measuring their barometric pressure and posting online as the wave moved past where they lived. Um, it was said that the, the wave propagated around the entire world and back in about 35 hours, which I thought was interesting. But um, satellite imagery actually picked this up and infrared, on infrared satellite infantry, it looked like somebody had dropped a stone into still water. They could watch the waves spread out like a stone being dropped in water. Um, so also says that this eruption was so powerful it caused the atmosphere to ring like a bell though at a frequency that was too low to hear it's a phenomenon first theorized over 200 years ago uh, during the Krakatoa eruption that was uh, 1883 long time ago 
So interesting times on planet Earth. We had, uh, let's see, the massive tornado with horizontal vertices this week down in Selma. Prayers go out to all the folks down there. We have. There were a couple uh, of those types of tornadoes that day, by the way. Yes. Yes. We have flooding in California. I know. This California flooding is insane. I think they've gotten like 48 inches of rain or some crazy shit. I believe I saw a figure that 24 million people are flooded right now. Um, I know my, I have kinfolk there. My wife's family is from the Sacramento area and they were sending pictures of storms that hit them last week. They were getting storms in succession night after night. Oh yeah. And uh, blowing down trees everywhere and fences. It was an atmospheric river, just wave after wave of precipitation pouring Mm -hmm. down on them. And this is an area of the world that doesn't get much. So you would think it would soak up real quick, but it does not. Yeah, it just skirts right on the surface, which is crazy as fuck. But let's, you know, God bless all those folks that are without power. They're stranded. Maybe even some people lost their lives. But on the grand scheme of things, they needed that fucking water bad. Bad, bad. They needed that. That'll definitely cut down on the wildfire season, I do believe. I want to. I'm, yeah, I'm right. curious. This just made me think. I wonder how much snow they got in the Sierra Nevada. Uh, the Tahoe. the high elevations got upwards of nine, ten feet. Oh, it's high skiing season in Tahoe then. They got massive amounts of snow. It, it might have been more than that. But can you imagine 10 feet of fucking snow f- falling down? <laughs> Keith, whatever you guys are dancing about back there, I'm dancing with you. It was glorious. <laughs> yeah. So... But yeah, dude. Yeah. Tell the wife I was right along with you, okay? Will do. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. I think that brings us with a bang, pun intended, uh-huh. at one hour and 14 minutes. So oh that God, damned. We are burning on oh, embers man. with that volcano. Well, too soon, Keith. Too soon. Volcano. Hey, by the way, <laughs> um, I just want everybody to know that massive volcano eruption that happened on Friday just spewed more carbon into the atmosphere than the entirety of humanity in the last 50 years. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. Suck it, Green Deal. (laughs) Uh, uh... Well, with that, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We will catch you later. Thanks, everybody, and in case you forgot, go fuck yourselves.